You're listening to the Legion of Reason. Yeah, they can chant all they want outside, whatever. But uh, they were throwing bricks at police, which, of course, uh, is pretty crime. No. Action. Uh, there, yeah. there was other things they were throwing, and somebody was shot. I, uh, a 34-year-old man was shot, critically wounded, and it, it turned out, my understanding is it was a mistaken identity. Somebody that was a part of this protesting group shot another protester, not, not <laughs> right. one of the It's people. friendly fire. It, it was, was friendly, friendly fire. fire. Yeah. Friendly fire. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, but he, he mistook the guy for a Nazi because he had a tattoo. This has got to be, why would you put this on your on your body? It's a it's a Nazi symbol with a red circle and a line through it. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I get the point, but stupider than <laughs> but other people tattoo. can't seem to just, uh, you know, define what it is versus that it's got a line through it. Well, that would be quite a clear message that it's anti-Nazism, but okay, still, maybe for like, far away, it's hard to tell there's a line through it or something. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm an anti-Nazi too, but I wouldn't have a tattoo to put on my body. <laughs> and I'm not going to shoot them. Maybe a peace sign, you know? Yeah, and if, uh, by the yeah. way, people, if you can't tell each other apart anymore, <laughs> I'm not telling you something. Yeah, wear, mm-hmm. wear a uniform, you know, like brown shirts. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my sorry, gosh. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> but, but this is the, the language that they're using, you know, white power, calling people white power. It's Nazi scum. It's the dehumanizing language that terrorists use, actually. You know, like terrorists in the Middle East call... Their enemies, dogs, they, they dehumanize infidels. Them. So that, yeah, yeah, infidels. That way, that it's easier to kill them. And so, yeah. is it really a shock that this kind of thing happened? You know, I'm already, which is why people, yeah, yeah, great. Right. No, which is why people feel, oh yeah, what's wrong with punching a Nazi, right? Because it's that like you dehumanize this person. Yeah, I saw that all day. Uh, Peter Bogosian mm-hmm. was fighting that, and it, yes, with I Dan Arell. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are these people doing? Why are these people saying it's okay to punch a Nazi? I mean, first they're declaring these people Nazis. I mean, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a judgment that they've made themselves. Correct. With no objective basis for it. And they're doing it in order to excuse violent behavior. Yeah. You know, this is where social justice has gone. It is. Yeah, it's a lynch mob now. It's a witch it's hunt. It's a regression. Mm-hmm. That's what I, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is... is you know, later on we're going to come back to social justice, but uh, this is—I don't know—I don't know what to do about it because it's—it's it's gone over a line into very dangerous territory. It's yeah, and if we dare criticize it, we're considered—you know—we we disagree with. We're on that end of the spectrum. I think we're all on the left end of the spectrum for sure. But we are the difference between us and and uh, the regressives is that we defend freedom of speech. Yeah, when you're interfering yeah. with somebody's mm-hmm. ability to speak at a function, you are being regressive you are taking away that person's venue that that they rightfully had uh, so that they can't speak that's regressive when you interfere yeah and it's sad because it's we're calling out our own we're not the enemy here we're calling out our own you know right right. i'm not so sure i mean they're using they're using fascist um they're using fascist tactics to deprive somebody of Mm -hmm. of access to what they rightfully have access to is a public defense. So they're using fascist tactics to fight fascism, basically. Yeah. So you're not fighting it from a moral high ground. Yeah, well, it's like they, bullying. They do think that they are. That's the thing. But they're hypocrites, basically. Yeah, but they just don't. And they're bullies. They're bullies. Yeah. They're becoming what they're saying they shouldn't become. Yeah, that's the irony. Yeah. Because yeah. Milo's yeah. fans are all very peaceful. Milo himself. And this is the other, uh, well, the punchline is, 
these uh, social justice protesters, I, and I really loosely, I, it's a mob. It's mm-hmm. these people. But are, I, I, sorry, I was just just uh, just going to say that they are playing Milo's game. They're not playing their own game. Like they think that they are. They're playing Milo's game. Milo knows that he provokes this reaction, and he's they're just proving his point. That's why he calls himself a professional troll. <laughs> or does he call himself that, or do other people? But yeah, I mean that's his role, and uh, he he does he he, he does yeah. call himself that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or Asian Asian provocateur, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Uh, yeah. No. What? Um. I guess what it reminds me of these tactics. It reminds me of um, sort of this uh, the way you know crowds are in in Islamist societies where they they react to offense. You know whether this person is a secular blogger or. And and they all kind of descend on this on this on this person and um, like that person's existence, that person's writings, that person's cartoon or speech offends them so much that they're willing to to you know like in a mob go after him, whether it's hacking that person to death or or um, you know chanting for his execution by the state. Um, it, it's it's very. It's McCarthy-like, you know. They're 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 going after these people, and and what the Islamists are doing in these countries is is very similar to how the SJW tactics are here, because it's yeah. it's basically based on offense, right? Like your views offend me, and we're going to go after you for that. We're gonna you know deprive you of your right to seek out certain things, and and I I, I see it coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel offended enough, and you think that violence is justified for that feeling of offense. And, and it, yeah, one is coming from the right, right? When it's coming from, from religious theocracy, that is, that is coming from the right, but it can also come from the left. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's kind of a, it's not a linear spectrum. It's kind of like a shaped in a circle and the <laughs> right and the left meet at the end. Right. In, yeah. in exactly. terms of the reactionary aspects of it. And then you can't tell them apart. So they shoot each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they shoot poetic. their own. They shoot their right. own. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The uh, shooter turned himself in, by the way, and was now he was arrested and then let go. I don't what? understand yeah. this. The, uh, I he was shot reading somebody. In, yeah, and he was questioned. Maybe the and, other person didn't press charges. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but he was released. Oh. I do not understand why. Okay, I mean, I would this think is a weird gun law thing that really yeah. needs to be changed. I agree. Unreal. Wow. Right, because he had a gun on campus. Did he have a permit to conceal and carry? Like, you know, no, all these questions. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of questions I, I've got for this, and I just don't understand. Like, what are the factors that led up to it? I, I... But, you know, this is not the first time. Wherever Milo goes in his oh, college tour, yeah. he gets, you know, protests, like, uh, attempts to shut him down. And then he got that book deal, and a lot of people were really angry. Even celebrities were angry that he got a book deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I had somebody com- a comment on on our Facebook page on that, and I just let them have it because there is no excuse for doing this. You know, going mm-hmm. after a published shop. Oh, it's very simple. Because if you the book's not meant for you, if you don't, yeah, just don't buy it. That's mm-hmm. it. But the thing is, in in um, you know, bringing all this attention to it, now more people are going to buy it. I, yes, hell, I don't even I know. want to read it. I was I, wasn't the slightest it. bit interested. Yeah, wasn't the yeah. slightest bit interested, and now I'm really curious. So, you know, right. good, good job. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And what, is, what is the difference funny. between that and burning books, for, like censorship, right? From, mm-hmm. say, like, like, like Salman Rushdie with his satanic verses. What is the difference between the intent of trying to prevent everybody from reading it rather than just saying, you know what, I don't like this book. I'm offended by it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. the fatwa thing would be <laughs> the difference. Nobody's, well, nobody's offered to kill thing, him yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only difference That's is the relevant details. But right. yeah, yeah, the essence of it is is uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, same. It's yeah. still the same goal, and that is to silence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and this is the same reason why I was again. It's the same thing with Amos's issue. Um, if you were offended by his YouTube, like nobody forced. This is not like. You know, we are all in Times Square and his video was broadcast around on the on the billboards and you had no choice but to see it. No, you actually had to go and watch his video. You actually had to press play. So, you know, if you didn't like it, just stop watching it. Turn it off at the first point of, you know, feeling discomfort or whatever. Why why did we need to throw this person in jail? Like ultimately all this is still coming down to that same question, which is, you know, are you for individual liberty or not? Mm-hmm. And and most of the time, like the phenomenon of social justice warriors, the phenomenon of, you know, religious censorship, the question, the issue is, is not, they, they're actually, they want, they only get pleasure if they prevent you from seeing it, watching it, consuming it. I, I totally deplore the deplatforming event. If you okay. don't want to hear them, don't go listen to them. Right. Mm-hmm. right. As long as those people aren't inciting violence or something like that, well, then, you know, yeah. if, if obviously I think law, that's a given, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That should be, that should be where, where the line is. If they're not, yeah, if it's not yeah. a, a threat or, you know, incitement of violence, then they should be free to to say whatever they want to say. And it's fine to go protest. That, yeah, that, that peacefully. Is, you're right. Peacefully yeah. and yeah. without dis, uh, disrupting things to the point where the uh, event is canceled or whether, whatever. Or, you know, like some uh, uh, people do when anti-feminists speak. They'll pull the fire alarm. That's illegal. Or they'll uh, <laughs> disrupt Trigglypuff. <laughs> you know, disrupt things. I, I thought they handled her beautifully. Well, they do it yeah. again? So, oh, okay. You know Trigglypuff? Okay. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. For the, yeah. Yeah. But did she pay any consequences outside of that? Because, like, I'm thinking of Smugglypuff, and oh. she actually got charged for... Uh, Who's uh, that? Oh wow! Oh, that oh. happened in the like, Are we talking Toronto. about Pokemon? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. So wild. No, we're not. It, it was a, a a woman at who was protesting Jordan Peterson talking. Oh, okay. And yeah. she actually assaulted somebody. She was the one that wow. said, "I didn't." Did she anything. assault? Yeah. Yes, yeah. She did. I, yeah. I don't she, think she did that. Did. did she do the yes. assault, or did she yes, just she say, did. "I didn't see"? Okay. She did not not that assault, but another one. Uh, oh, okay, okay. But at the a time, cell phone out of somebody's hand. Okay. Yeah. He was charged with assault. Good. Had no business. Yeah. Yeah. People just think but that they gonna... have the right because they are in the right. Yeah. They're yeah. Not. Okay. But how about the women's march? Because that seemed to me to be peaceful, <laughs> Good right? Good thing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Was... Beautiful. Yeah. I think that was very positive. A couple of things marred it, but in, in general, yes, great. Right. Well, and and that, there's that's... still tons of people asking why they even bothered. Don't people yeah. understand who Bannon or Pence are and what Trump said about, you know, grabbing pussies? Is is there no... Right. Uh, you know? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there there was... Well, what I what I saw was was, you know, I think there the entire, you know, social justice warrior, you know, industrial complex, I would say <laughs> there there is a faction of people. And, and, you know, we are kind of included that have been, you know, critical about that and pushing back on regressive leftists and, and, and people taking social justice to the extreme by by sort of trampling on, on other people's rights. Right. So we, we've been vocal about that. And and and. There is a rising faction of people that are very critical about social justice warriors. The problem is that they are so 
blinded to, you know, or so ideologically committed to being anti-SJW that they've gone all the way to the far right. They've almost practically joined them. And, and <laughs> yeah. almost anything that, that was in the direction of social justice now gets tarred under this this banner of, of anti-SJW. And, and you can see, like, who is getting popular on YouTube. It's these people that make fun of, you know, Argon. snowflakes. And yeah, oh, that <laughs> or, or sh- uh, yeah, there's another shoe on head shoe or something. Head, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's oh, a wow. whole like their numbers really jumped. And so you have someone like um, I mean, I don't mean to bring up Dusty so many times, but but he sort of pulled back and he said, you know, well, don't you think that that we've gone too far that because we were so antisocial justice that we've now practically are on the Donald Trump side, you know yeah. what I mean? Because he stood against them, which, by the way, I think is totally false. He's the biggest snowflake I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, he melts all the time, <laughs> every day. He's, a, he's the hugest hypocrite I've ever seen. It's like I could go on for eight years about birtherism, but darn you, better not ever suggest that I shouldn't be president, right? Or or question my legitimacy, or yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's very bizarre because people are so. They've held him. Oh, Trump is so anti PC. Look at him, like all these, you know, him shooting off his mouth. Um, they let me do it. Grab, you know, grab things by the pussy. Like he, he just speaks as though he didn't think of any consequence. But that's not the same as being PC. And and they've held him up as this guy is is sort of the antidote to to what's going on on the left so much that they're completely neglecting his own flaws. Yes, the fact that he can't take what he dishes out. Yeah. And, or that he's, you know, at 3 a.m. just tweeting because somebody offended him. Or, you know, defending his, um, you know, statement about uh, grabbing by the pussy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did apologize for the statement and said it wasn't him anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. 60 right. when he not, said not it. it. He's, he's grown <laughs> yeah. up so much in the last 10 years. <laughs> his, his nose is 10 feet long for a moment. <laughs> Well, I, I I think no one will be safe though. Now you know, like uh, oh, everybody has lived, lived part of their lives. Yeah, no, but everyone's lived part of their lives on social media. So if any one of us tried to run for office, someone's going to find something. Yeah, yeah I can't. Of yeah, it's out there. <laughs> yeah. It's out there permanently. Yeah, but, it is. You know, it's one of the things. Yeah, that but I, people called uh, the voters that people that vote Trump voted Trump, and you mentioned they were overlooking these faults and they're major faults uh they were yeah. calling these people racist and sexist and and just drove them even further into voting for trump you know it, it, yeah. was, it was just an amazing like they don't get it i was just looking at uh, okay i i admit it i was looking at everyday feminism today <laughs> i really should do you're, you a, you're a masochist you're a masochist <laughs> but that yeah. was the thing it was saying that that uh people say that it was because of pc culture that this whole thing happened and here's why five reasons why P- getting rid of PC culture won't work. And I'm like, wow, are you in denial? These people mm-hmm. are telling you why they voted for Trump. And they specifically say it's because of PC culture. Yeah. Where's this denial? Where's this denial come from? But, but, this but it's not okay. But it's not okay for three, wheel, three million women to march against what Pence has done, what Bannon has done, and what Trump has done. Or will do. Yeah, like both sides are doubling down in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and we're just like driving each other to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. and the anti SJWs do tend to be quite left in their uh, opinions, right? Often, but, often well, yeah. the the more popular, I'd say, the YouTubers or whatever that are out there are quite left in their opinions. But they, yeah, they're doubling down. The anti SJWs are left. You mean like someone like Some David? Of them. 
like someone like Dave Rubin? I haven't listened to Dave Rubin in a while, but um, I think he did sort of start out off on the left. He might be, you know, shifting more to the right, but um, he, I, yeah, the last time I kind of listened to him, he was calling himself a classic liberal. Yeah. Classical liberal, yeah. yeah. Somebody that, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I know, and that that is in, in short supply right now. It mm-hmm. really is. Like people who are willing to, to stand up for, for com- like liberal values, which is, you know, let's, let's, what maximizes individual liberty in, instead of having somebody collectivism and then somebody, you know, decide what you should and should not see or read or think how you should think. Yeah. 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 Who's well, the no. thought police now, people? Right. I'm, I'm thinking like, 1984. Yeah. So, some of the anti SJWs right now are attacking kind of this idea that sex is a social construct, right? And, um, huh? but, but they're also, biological yeah, sex, yes. yeah, yeah. As opposed to gender being a, you know, and I agree that sex is a biological thing and not a social contract, you know, construct kind of thing. But, um, like people are just making all kinds of mountains out of molehills, I guess. Right. Like, um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, but, but the same people that are, you know, saying adamantly saying, no, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. They would also be the first to stand up for LGBTQ rights and to, you know, support the rights of tran- transgender people. They just have this, this contention about a word. Right. And they're, you know, like I said, doubling down on it. And I mean, that's just a, I don't know, I, I don't give a rat's ass about that particular debate, but I do see people kind of doubling down that are basically in agreement with the SJWs, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, recently they had this uh, USC group that was about women's rights. They had to change their name because the word woman was mm-hmm. uh, excluded people that <laughs> that identified as a woman but didn't have a uterus or something. So, so they, they, they had to change it to like gender empowerment or something like this because, because, you know, they're so, um, committed to, to some sort of, um, way of thought that, that they're, they're forgetting why they're fighting for this in the first place. And, and in part, you know, you reference this, this is what almost tore the movement apart, the, the women's march. Yeah. There were, yeah, there were, there was some infighting. Um, of course, well, we can't intersectionality. Neglect. Yeah. Yes. It yes. Was, it was all like, based on intersectionality. You know, women of color were upset. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. White black women, people, they, black, they don't yeah. know our pain. Yeah. White women go to the back. Black women in front. It's it's <laughs> race. It's it's a soft racism. It, you know it. It's specifically segregating. I mean, there. I think you yeah, actually wrote segre- something, Melissa, that that's where you said that the you know people were actually walking willingly to segregation again. Yes, and right. Mm-hmm. It, um, no, it's funny because in the in the same week, in the same week that there were these uh, reports coming up from, I think it was Berkeley, it was one of the UCs, where the students were asking for a safe space in dormitory housing. Oh. They were saying like, we want all black dormitory housing on campus only. And then in the same week, there was an article in The Economist I read about a whites-only project in South Africa called Eden, Project Eden, where the Boers, who were Dutch farmers who lost land after apartheid fell, were saying that, you know, we want, we're now the oppressed group, so we want to have a whites-only farmland um, in the outskirts of, you know, Johannesburg, far, far away. And we're demanding the safe space. So, like, what is the difference when these white people are asking for a safe space and these black people are asking for a safe space? Mm, There's no difference. You're 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 asking for racial segregation all over again. Yeah. But that's the Dutch really... people were in a position of power prior, so I'd say that's a difference, right? So they're they... allowed to be no, they lost all their, you know, they, they lost all their land though, because after yeah. apartheid, yeah. Now, yeah. all their all the land that they owned were were taken and and given 
given away because you know they were the they were the privileged class during apartheid. But when it fell, they were it was all taken away. So they were asking for the government to set aside some land for them because they're now the oppressed class. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's the thing. Two can play that Easy. game and. Mm-hmm. Where where are you going to end up? Either yeah, way, exactly. You go you go too far one way. You become the group that was complaining about being oppressed, and yet you can't stand together even in a parade anymore. What right. does that say? What does that say that you won't walk with white people now? Exactly, side the by oppressed. side. Yeah, side by side. Yeah. Who said as, it? As women, as, right? You you so aren't you supposed to be bound by this? I don't know the greater struggle, the greater narrative, and wasn't this about? showing some, you know, a, a message, strong message to Trump and his administration to show them that we're not going to take this line down. Like, you know, we're all watching here. And any, any not, policy you, you implement, you know, here is strength in numbers. But but no, your race issue mattered so much that you weren't willing to to sort of give that up for a grander re- narrative for a bigger purpose. I don't know. That seems so selfish. Uh, it's very confusing because, look, Now, what are you saying? As a feminist or as a black person, when you start marginalizing other groups, you're doing what they did to you. What does that say? Yeah. Yeah. What's that saying? I don't know who said it, but the oppressed becomes the oppressor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as Um, long as we're we're doing this calculus where, you know, we are measuring, you know, who is more oppressed and and like it's a a, Faisal calls it oppression Olympics. mm -hmm. Um, As long (laughs) as we're playing this game, then then it's just going to be an endless cycle. I don't think we'll ever reach a point where everybody's (laughs) equal. I mean, feminism started out about equality. Now it's like feminine Nazis running around bashing men. I mean, excuse me. Well, there's a lot of that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. Like There's a lot of male care. Yeah, there there is, but but what, what apparently it is. <laughs> women can be sexist. No, they can't. Oh no, they no, can't. No, can. no, I know, a, I know. I'm just... Privilege plus power. That's a that's a oh, great yeah. segue into yeah, exactly. I was talking. No, no, I still I want I want to say a couple of things about the oh, yeah. uh, uh, inauguration or sorry, the women's sure. march. And uh, one was um, some pro-lifers showed up, and I would, I just wanted to say you know people were pissed about <laughs> that, and I disagree with pro-lifers, but you know um, they're still women. They still maybe were there in solidarity with things like environmental rights and all the other issues that were there. So, you know, don't lose your shit when when other women show up and they disagree with you. And the second thing was what really pissed me off was that um, the campaign to, um, I guess, glorify the hijab. Hijab, yeah. That was one of the things that marred it. Totally marred it. I was, yeah, yeah. no, that's that's not right. No, the person who was made to wear a hijab looks at it going, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, they they cried. They cry. I'm sure they must cry when they see that. Yeah. I do. What the hell? Well, and that brings up the CNN. There were three women, of course, that were pro-life. Uh, no. Yeah, pro-lifers. I, they're anti-abortionists. Come on. They Anti-choice. And they were saying that this march that's coming up next week, their little life march or whatever the heck it's called, basically it's anti-abortion. It's going to be even bigger. And they weren't invited to the one this week. Um, <laughs> you weren't really well. not invited not yeah, really. I didn't think I didn't get my invitation, but I felt quite welcome to show up. Like, exactly. the there was no invitation to anybody. It was come in March, and yes, some pro-lifers did show up. Where were you then, you whiner? So, <laughs> Tell us so how you really feel. In the same breath, they're like, "Well, our March is going to be even bigger. Yeah. How mature? How mature?" No, Actually, just off, I just want to put the bug in your Randy. There's a Canadian pro-life 
atheist who, you know, tables at quite a few conferences. Her name is Christina. I can't remember her last name. And it's I, one of those I met her. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's very sweet. Um, we should have her on our show sometime. It, it, she's interesting. You have to. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm baffled. But yeah. 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 We can't be hypocrites. We can't see she can't be on this show. She, she, uh, you know, she often wants to, you know, speak, but of course she doesn't get invited to because, you know, nobody agrees (laughs) with her. And I suspect that might be partly to protect her from the, you know, whatever, but because she is very sweet and, um, you know, she's lovely. Um, you know, and she'll she'll advocate for things like masturbating and you know all the kinds of you know. <laughs> but just don't get an abortion. Thing yeah, is, is yeah. she saying that nobody should ever and they should go to jail for it, or she just won't do it for herself? No, she's she's not saying people should go to jail for it. I don't know exactly what her stance it's on, but she's very it's a moral objection to to um, abortion. She yeah, has so she doesn't get one. Objection. She probably isn't telling everybody else they can't have one. We don't. We don't. We're tr- we're in the process of getting rid of all our uh, moral legislation. Yeah, she right. she attempts to persuade. She doesn't she doesn't tell people not to do yeah. it, but she's you know trying to use her plat you know whatever platform to persuade people not to. And uh, um, I respect her. I like her, and um, I think she needs to have a voice, even if we disagree with what she has to say. You know, if, yeah. if and her justification forms, is totally secular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. interesting mob, argument she makes. If a mob forms, I'm giving them your address. <laughs> <laughs> She can handle it. She can handle I want to the read criticism. This. this is something yeah. from you know, related to that hijab, uh, you know, that attempt at normalizing the hijab. Yeah, uh, it's somebody read it. who who actually this matters to. Lalo uh, Dagach put put this up. I love him. It breaks my heart as someone who is forced to wear this atrocity since the age of eleven. I am twenty five now to see them celebrating the tool of my oppression. Being a hijabi has denied me so many rights. I feel so offended right now. I don't see how this is standing up for minorities. I am a minority. I am a full-grown woman who lives a submissive life because she can't afford to be independent and has to do things she doesn't approve of so that she can have something to eat. My parents have threatened repeatedly to throw me on the streets if I ever take it off. Millions of girls are denied their basic rights because of the hijab mentality. Why aren't you standing up for them? These fucktards have failed me and every other girl in my situation. Fuck you and your principles. That's exactly the, you know, that's exactly the regressives that Majid Nawaz is referring to you know yeah. that, right. that she's referring to as well i mean like linda sarsour does that not bring a tear to your eye listening to those yeah, words it does it breaks my heart i really yeah yeah but like yeah and and like you said linda who you know wears a hijab and claims you know of, of course like she goes on i don't doubt her sincerity that she chooses to but she also lives in america where she can actually take it off yeah. so it's very thing to be able it's, it's one thing to be able to actually make that choice when you are under no coercion, no pressure from well, family, religion. from society, religion. Yeah. But, but she does live in a place where there's no blowback. Right. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Take it. And, and yeah. Yeah. Like that one woman who uh, posed on, put a tweet, a tweet up about um, showing a picture of herself without the hijab and all the death threats that came to her yeah. and that kind of thing. Saudi you know. girl. Yeah. So yeah, you have a choice, a choice between, you know, wearing the hijab or, uh, I don't know, being stoned to death or, you know, punished in some horrible way or acid thrown acid, in your face yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, good choice. Good choice. You know, what the hell? Yeah. It's a topic that infuriates me. <laughs> well, uh, okay, now I can I can uh, go on to that little story that, that I went through, <laughs> lived through. Um, I guess it was Friday, where I was, I saw a post by somebody and, went, and it was a video on uh, uh, reverse racism doesn't exist. And I'm just like, oh my God. Okay, you're right. It's never existed actually because... There is no such thing as racism. Race. There's only racism, right? Right. It, it implies that 
racism has always been uh, where whites have been the oppressor. No, that's never been the definition of racism. Never. Uh, racism is gender neutral. Uh, not gender. Uh, race neutral. Uh, you know. Anyway, that that's not getting off to a good start. But I didn't point that out, but. It was always this uh, this definition of racism that keeps coming up. It's a sociological one that is just, it's a model that's great for looking at society, maybe. I'm not so sure. But when you apply it to real people, I think it fails utterly. And that is this whole prejudice plus power thing where, you know, a white person can't be racist. Or, or sorry, only white people can be racist because, you know, they're supported by the instruments of government institutions. Um, and so I, I brought up the counter example of what happened in Milwaukee what last year when there was rioting going on and black mobs were pulling people out of cars uh, on the basis that the occupants were white and then beating them up and I said what is is this racism or not and, they, and the answer I got was incredible no it's not racism it's violent discrimination <laughs> well what? yeah it's, wow. <laughs> it's yeah. Violent discrimination this is the the ludicrous conclusion that you get from when your premises uh are false. You, you, you know, your, your argument might be valid, but you, if your premises are false, you're just going to get garbage back. And it, how a decent moral being can say that just shows how this kind of thinking in social justice twists the mind. It's horrible. And manipulating yeah. language, I forget what the word is, but when you use um, a word to newspeak. take away them, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not newspeak. It's um, like when you called, you know, somebody died. Oh, somebody went on to heaven or somebody passed on or something like Euphemism. that. Right? Like, yes. Thank oh, you. Yeah, thank Euphemism, you. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't call it a euphemism. I think it's enabling yeah. racism. Uh, you know, people can actually do things like that and think, Oh, I'm not white. I'm not being racist. So this is okay. Yeah. And that's pretty awful. But language plays a big role in that. That's yeah, why, absolutely. you know, we have and a word. Is... That's why the word propaganda exists, doesn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what right, I said. Which actually I, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go on. It's not related to Well, that. I was just saying that, that the definition here really does matter because it affects people's action. I mean, nobody wants to be called a racist, right? So if you're going to do something, yeah. hey, he's white, I'm going to beat him up. And you're not thinking that, oh, that's actually racist. But I'm thinking, oh, it's something, <laughs> anything else. It's not racist. It, it excuses it. Mm -hmm. But it's not just actions. It but yeah, it, everything. It, affect, it affects your attitude because... Yes. Because what happens is now you are basically seeding this definite this by using this definition, you're you're seeding um, this privilege thing to to all whites. That means when you're born, you are already just by by nature of existing, you are you are privileged and yes. you have right. to, yeah. to check it. And you're in this position like it's like original sin. You are born of original sin. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your savior, then, you know, that's that's not going away. So. It's an attempt to to taint people, or at least a group of people. Um, yeah, you're sick, and you're commanded to be well. You're born sick, and you're commanded to be well. As yeah, and that's such an apt analogy. And you know, people, oh no, 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 that's not true. And you know, because it's atheists who are, you know, largely, um, or at least secular people that are largely, you know, producing this narrative. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, exactly. And what are the consequences of this? If you're going to label all white people racist, are we going to label them all privileged? What what then do we do for you? How do we join you in your fight you can't. when you're you being can only be allies? I, I can't stand with That's you true. now. That's what they want. And that's and why you hurts. have to watch the back. <laughs> it's a slap in the yeah, face to everything I've done myself to make sure I'm not racist, to make sure I never see racism, to make sure I denounce racism when I see it. 
yet I'm going to get told I'm being racist now for being white. So that erases all the work I've done to check myself. Yes, I've been doing that all along. But to Mm -hmm. call me racist now? Yeah, but without knowing anything other than your skin color about you. This concept of of checking your privilege. Well, if you haven't been doing that since the time you were told, you know, eat all your food off your plate because there's kids starving and, you know, other countries (laughs) kind of thing. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, you're not very self-actualized, right? If you need to be told about your privilege... And sure, it's it's wise to um, every once in a while be reminded of you know okay, but um, yes. yeah, exactly you know to to think of those things. But man, if if you haven't got it by now um, or by adulthood, um, I don't think you need racist. it crammed. I don't think you need yeah. it crammed down your throat and it being uh, wielded like wielded at you as a weapon. Yeah. But but what's the point? What's the point of okay? So like I, I agree that you know it's it's a nice thing to do to acknowledge the things that you you were born with that gave you inherent advantages in life that you didn't earn. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's okay. That that's we should all do that. But but yeah. so, so much of life, like there are. I mean, you know, my training is in genetics, and if 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 the average person could even understand how mm-hmm. how much of you, the product that is you, is already predetermined by biology, by genes and, and interactions with the, with the environment. You didn't choose the family you were born into. You didn't choose a lot of these things. I and choose and, to be white. Right. And all of these, you know, shape the final product that is you. And at some point, yeah, you had choice in the matter. You chose who to hang out with and blah, blah, blah. But how much of that was also based on personality and where you chose to live and or where your parents chose to live, which is not you. So, you know, yeah, actually, I think we can all acknowledge that there's a lot of our lives that were not self-determined. We, there is an illusion of self-determination that's necessary for us to sustain some sort of, you know, control of our own lives. <laughs> but but I it largely, largely where we all right are right now like there's not much we actually did to to take us there and there's and, an assumption there that white people don't ever have struggles are you kidding me yeah. right there, like, is. there I, is i'm not gonna sit here and play victim or anything but i've had to buy my own clothes since i was like five and i had to wear my brother's clothes until i could work at nine as a paper out i i have been beat up every day at school i have for people to come at me all the time, have you done this? And have you gone through this? It's like, yes, yes, I've been beat up. I've been thrown down the stairs. I've been had my, you know, head bashed in the wall every day as a kid. Okay. Yeah. So and, and don't look yeah. at me and think I have never, ever felt anything you have. Right, right. That, and, and it's also like, okay, are you really trying to tell me that someone born in the Appalachian region in the United States to, you know, parents that earn less than $20,000 combined a year? has more privilege because that person's white than a black person born to, I don't know, Kobe Bryant and his wife. I, I, because that's by that definition, you're saying one person already has privilege and that's just by the color of his skin. And for sure in these two cases, extreme as they may be, clearly it's not. And, and what's the point then of going down this exercise and looking at every single context? Okay. It, 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 for this particular case, who is the one that has the, the privilege? I mean, What's the point? Let's have the ruler out. Why well, don't we all just we appreciate that? Well, well, <laughs> Melissa, I would say that I would say you're a biological determinist, and you're a you know scientism. That's <laughs> that's the argument. Yeah. It's a non-argument that, that would be deployed that would against be, you, right? But, but yeah. you know, but that's the argument for why actually we should be liberal. I mean, mm-hmm. why we all trend tend to tack to the left originally? Because I, I do think that well, a lot of things in life 
we didn't choose. And therefore, you know, we come into this world with a lot of our destinies kind of already like pre-written, you know, beforehand. And and that's why I'm a Rawlsian, you know, John Rawls, who who said if you were to design a society um, and because you you didn't pick which body you were going to be. Let's say there was such a thing as souls and souls were going to be parsed mm-hmm. into bodies. You didn't pick which one you were going to, to to come in and when in which period you were born. Some in people which country. see we do. I was so offended at this girl. She's like, oh, we all know our lives before we get into our bodies before we're born and we choose it. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> No. And oh my gosh. Oh, was she even religious? Yeah. She she wasn't religious and she married New someone age-y. from yeah, she, yeah. She Oh, I see. I see. She had alcoholic parents and she said she to make herself feel better, she wanted to believe she chose them for that um path in life or to, so that it wasn't easy or whatever to make her a stronger person. But I find that offensive. It's mm-hmm. basically that Scientology. Is what she yeah. I didn't argue with her because of her reasoning, but for her to tell me I have to think that way too really, really actually pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, t- so, tell that to the people in the Holocaust. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. It's suffer like that. Yeah, right. tell it. There's a, another million, you know, I don't know, there's lots of other groups I could list here that uh, tell tell that to them and see what they say. have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, right. Yeah. That's why I appreciate the biological perspective where you know, shit happens. We deal with it. We don't, that's not predestined that we are actually very resilient. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with it, etc. I mean, of course, when you're countered with something like the Holocaust, it's completely opposite uh, problem. <laughs> You've lost. Yeah, but it's, it's real, capacity. you know? Yeah. And to say that's predestined. Oh, no, it's no, well, humans are terrible, terrible things, and they do terrible things to each other, okay? Mm-hmm. Face that. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> now, what were we talking about? I don't well, know. <laughs> it's where we go as humans, right? And how we look at each other. That. And that's why I appreciate the biological perspective that Melissa was talking about, because that is the greatest equalizer, recognizing that we're all, yes, human, no matter what color of our skin is. And yes, we each have our own struggles. And yes, some black people have it worse than other black people, some white people believe it or not, can have it just as bad as some black people. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. And I'm not, I'm not denying, not denying institutional racism exists, right? Like mm-hmm. every exactly. time, I get, every time I get pulled over in the car, I'm just like, Oh, hey, thank heavens. I'm not black. <laughs> I was speeding or something. Well, but I, I just, you've seen things escalate and, you know, I know there's statistics and everything and, and there are some bad apples in, in the movement, but 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 yeah, when you are faced with that, you know, or when you're going through TSA, you know, going through security when you're traveling, I'm sure you're thinking, "Thank heavens, I'm not Arab." Um, I think everybody's there, there are... tightens up when they go through TSA. But the thing is, if everybody <laughs> would, no, I think I, you know, um, and and I oh, remember I um, when Trayvon Martin got shot and all that kind of stuff, right? Like thinking. You know, here I am, a Canadian raising a white kid, and there's conversations that I'll never have to have with her. You know, yeah, yeah. and that you know, that's... but as a woman, you have to have conversations with her about not getting raped because she's going to be absolutely blamed for it. Well, but, so we're yes, not all but, free of, but of... Um, I, it, that's a different conversation than having to say, "Hey, watch your back," and and you know, be very yeah. careful around police because you're going to be targeted. Right? That's that would be a. Um, you know, a conversation I just won't have to have with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's guys that are black that won't have to tell their their son, you know, don't get drunk at a party. You're going to be a uh, rape fodder and it's going to be your fault. 
So when yeah. we start pulling out all these calculators and rulers and everything else, but we can't look at each other as human and we're never going to be able to because there's always going to be these racism. There's always going to be religion, but we don't have to make it worse at the same time. Yeah. Well, I always think it's kind of useful to, you know, think about I, this, like, I, again, privilege was a, was a useful notion but the way they are using that to make people feel guilty has it's just gone way overboard but mm. but to see that not privilege isn't so cut and dry i always like there's there's a simple you know question you can ask yourself to to see who really has privilege in certain situations which is okay christine if i asked you would you like to if let's say there was a god and and, and you could have another life would you come back as a male if you had the choice huh um, i would <laughs> you would I prayed every day as a kid to wake up as a boy. I wanted to kind of add to what I said That's earlier about, how, you know, not having to have that conversation with my daughter about, you know, but I did have that conversation with, uh, with my daughter about, um, and it was a, it was a check your privilege kind of conversation, right? Uh-oh. So, yeah. well, no, I wasn't, you know, saying, oh, you need to check your privilege, but it's okay. like, look what happened. <laughs> this is, you know, this is so terrible, but to have the conversation about that as a social issue with her, as opposed to have to warning, warn her, are two different conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if I, I don't know what I would say to, you know, coming back as a man or not, because I've only had this one, I don't know, I can't judge it. I've never known otherwise. So I, how can I make that evaluation? What kind of man would I come back? Where would I, but, you, you know, know that, would I be? Thing. Yeah, so when, exactly. When I ask myself black, that, Asian? I, that's the thing. I, I, so when I ask myself, somebody asked me that, right? Like, oh, would you like to, if you could have a chance, would you like to become a man? So I thought about it. My first instinct was, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, because I always wanted to be a pilot, and it's much easier to be a pilot than <laughs> um, and, and so but then I so when I was about to answer the question, then I looked at my friend and said, "Wait a minute, but am I going to be the same race? Am I going to be an Asian man? Because we all know that Asian males actually don't have privilege when it comes to the dating scene. I know that from OKCupid data that mm-hmm. Asian males are the least desirable mates on every single dating platform. So in the in the arena of dating, uh, let's be honest, you know, actually Asian females have the privilege and and then white females and then Latino females and all the way down. But there is a there is a certain totem pole, right? But then okay, in the in the arena of applying to college, it's not a privilege to be an Asian male or female. It's actually, you know, it, it works against you. The privilege is if you are actually black or Native American. So yeah, when you, yeah. when we think about privilege, who has advantage? Like, why is it across the board? Because there are certain cases where it sucks to be black. Like when you're yeah. pulled over, it sucks to be Arab. Um, or you know, there's it. it there is in in, in in every single you know in one of these like cases, there are contexts in which you can just change a factor and. Now this person doesn't have privilege anymore. So what, then what's the point? What's the point mm-hmm. of, of like labeling, you know, an entire race across all instances, like yeah. as if Context there's no matters. variation. Context so there's matters. institutional racism as well as institutional privilege, I think is what you're getting out here, right? Well, yeah. And in some, in some cases, and I think it's very, it's a good thing for us to acknowledge it yeah. in general, yeah. But, yeah, I do. but to demand that, that, you know, because of this, people cannot even say something or, or, you know, they are tainted because of this original sin of, of being born white, of having, and whatever you do is like, oh, it's white guilt, it's white savior complex, it's white this, white that. And yeah, what's the, I, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. If you want I, us actually, to stand with win. you, you will, you will judge us by who we are, what we say and what we act like before you tell us what yeah. we are. Yeah. Thank you. And, okay. Thank you, and then it's like, it's like cultural, remember, like, so if you, if you 
you know, try to learn from another culture and take it somehow, then you're cult- you're appropriating the culture. And if you don't, yeah, now we can't even racist. share. Then if you don't, then you're racist and you are not committed to diversity. So mm-hmm. it's it's what? basically there's damn if you do, damn if you don't, damned if you don't. Yeah, it's 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 become where I I I as a kid I steered clear of other people because I found out at a young age I treated everybody the same way, but people took it different ways. Like I was beat up every day. Okay, so In this school. black kid joins the school. He gets on the swing with me. Like we had a tire swing. I knew better if someone got on that swing, I was getting punched in the face, so I get off. So he got on, I got off. He ran screaming to the teacher that I was being racist. I'm like, I treated him the same way. Yes. Yes. So I I just stayed clear from everybody after that. I didn't get on any swings, nothing, because I was damned if I did and damned if I don't. And I learned that in grade two. Grade two. I mean, like, wow, that kid learned how to play the race cart really early. Yeah. (laughs) And and I was just a gog because like like okay, dude, I get beat up every day. I don't know if you're nice or not. I how would I know? How would I know? I'm not gonna assume (laughs) you're nice when I'm the one who gets beat up every day, dude. Like really? So as a white person and as a person who got beat up every day as a kid, I don't even know. And then to get told I'm racist. And then now as an adult, I'm I'm getting really mad, really mad, frustrated. Okay. What do I do with this now? I have a story too. Um, Okay. So I saw a posting on Facebook by an African-American author who said something like, um, uh, he said it very nicely, but it was something like, um, when you call me articulate and well-spoken, that's offensive to me. And I'm like, oh, wow, I I didn't know, right? Um, And so I I went to my daughter and I said, hey, if, you know, what do you think of this? and she's like, holy shit, I had no idea. And then I went to my mom. She's like, well, of course it would be offensive, right? Because she said, I guess she spent some time in, in, in the States and, you know, a, maybe a different generation and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've been kind of following social media and I understand that maybe it's offensive to talk about black women's hair. And so I go to, I was, you know, this is running around Christmas time and I'm shopping and I go to Shoppers Drug Mart and there's this, you know, woman and she's got the most gorgeous purple hair, like long, beautiful purple hair. And she's black. And, I, you know, like normally I just like, wow, I love your hair kind of thing. Right. And then I thought twice about it. And I'm like, OK, I'm just not going to say anything in case I offend her. And then that very night I went to a party and there's a woman that I know and she's got purple hair. And I'm just like, oh, you look fabulous. Your hair looks awesome. Right. And, and I felt like such a racist because in my efforts to not be a racist, I applied a double standard to the black right. woman and the white woman. What do you, you know? do? What I know. do you do? Yeah. And you so, wonder why yeah, women yeah. wear hijab. <laughs> right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so I true. don't know. Wait, you're tying our hands, people. You're tying well, our hands. Yeah. Would, would a, um, a black Canadian millennial be offended like a, um, um, I guess, a middle aged American, African American male? I mean, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing that ties those two together except the color of their skin, and that's just so um, arbitrary, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and I, I did. I felt like a racist for not complimenting her because it comes pretty naturally <laughs> but, to me to, you know, hey, you look awesome. I love your hair, you know. But, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, she might think I'm a racist, you know, yeah. or I might have made her day. I don't know, but I, I but did. It's like, it's, like soft, of, it's exactly the soft bigotry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. The lowered expectations issue. Yeah. Like you're basically modifying your, your behavior for fear of being racist. And that's and, just and in it. effect. Being, yeah. 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 It, it, and a strange phenomenon. There's there's this, you know, like, oh, people are, ter- you know, afraid of talking about race. Well, I'm not at all afraid of talking about race. But but now I kind of am afraid of talking about race in front of 
somebody who's going to assume right from the get-go that I'm a racist. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And you see, this has the same effect. This, like, self-censorship has exactly the same effect that of a government suppressing your speech, right? Like, mm-hmm. there, there are so many ways that we can lose the freedom of speech. And this is one. It's when, you know, our peers throw out these labels that, that are that can really tar you, stigmatize you, taint you. You know, there are people that have gotten fired over racist comments, for example, right? Just, you know, they found certain comments that person made and the employer let them go. So there's there's real reason to to be very careful um, about how you appear to to the outside and and that's in and of itself is enough to somehow just you know for you to self-censor for you to not express how you really what you really were going to be out of fear Mm -hmm. Uh, out of fear that we're assumed to be racist that we're white we can't we can't assume that they're gonna think we're on their side right and categorically there's no difference between that and the government censoring your speech censoring you know what your right to to, to say certain things. There's really no difference whether it comes from where it comes from because the effect is still the same. You are basically policing yourself and, and, and well, censoring yourself. And then when you have these conversations online, you get told to stop playing the victim. I can't stand with you. This is why I'm, I'm, I'm telling you why I can't stand with you because you're telling me I'm racist. Now I'm complaining that I can't stand with you and you're calling, you're saying I'm trying to play the victim. I'm trying to say actually that I want to stand with you and I don't want you to tell me I'm racist. I don't want you to judge me before you know me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But now you're saying I'm playing the victim. On top of that, insult is another insult. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to back off and shut up. Yeah, that's true. I can't speak with you anymore. I can't stand beside you. I can't fight for you and with you. I'm going to go away. You're on your own. Yeah. And and this is what has made race relations worse, right? Like in the last... I don't know, in the last eight years, a lot of people have been blaming it on Obama, saying like Obama set race, you know, set no, racial relations crap. back. It's hey, not. That's it's such not a load of shit. Yeah. That's justification for racism. That's blaming yeah. someone that isn't actually the cause. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there there is reason to suspect that that there were some of Hillary's, um, you know, um, partners who were her, her allies who were sort of playing identity politics. But I never seen Barack Obama ever do that or his cabinet or his administration. Um, but yet he gets accused of that. He gets accused of setting back, you know, race relations. Like why are racial, you know, relations so bad in the United States today? And they're like, oh, it's, Obama. it's not Obama. It's, it's actually, it's this, it's the SJW. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And when people say they lost the election, I, I can't help but agree, you know? Um, yeah. Hillary ran a really shitty campaign. Well, yeah. She didn't face up to the reality of what people are saying. She didn't understand that this was bigger than what she thought. She didn't fight it. Yeah. Well, she participated in the identity politics, you know, the whole basket of deplorable. Yeah, well, once against how, what Trump was saying, one time against the millions of times. Okay, she had to be perfect, whereas he could I, be I, a I piece of she, shit every yeah, day. I yeah, I know. I don't say, understand that. She did say, like, you know, there is a faction of Trump voters who are, yeah. the, you know, label them belong, who belong to this basket, you know, and, and yeah. I, uh, you know, politically, that's just suicide to say something like that, even if it's true, even if yeah. there are some people who really are deplorable, no matter what you say, they these are the people that already hated Obama from day one, even before he did anything, because, you know, the color, whatever, there was just something about him they couldn't stand. We all kind of know what it is, right? Um, <laughs> but so there was definitely some people like this who were voting for Trump. I think Clinton was a lot more measured than than what the soundbite really came off as. And this was to like, you know, private donors and everything. 
Um, but she really got penalized for that. And, and in part, it's because that was just the tip of the iceberg, right? What Clinton said was just the tip of the iceberg. There have been comedians, there have been liberal commentators who are smug, elitist, who have really dismissed a lot of these people as, you know, just pure racists when, when it's really just a small minority of, of Trump, you know, supporters who, who are that way. And in any group, there's a small minority who is racist. I'm sure there's a small minority of Democrats who are also racist. <laughs> um, but that they, and, and the worst thing is they're not recognizing it. They're almost doubling down on these tactics right now. And so, you know, every time I see that, it's just like, do you want another four years of Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, everybody what, else <laughs> is still picking on the Democrats in a way that's going to ensure he, will remain and and with with a lot of false dichotomy as well i mean if you're going to fight amongst if you're going to have democrats vilifying democrats instead of coming together as a team you're going to ensure trump gets up other four years good job guys keep it up when when bernie oh no when bernie actually came out to say that identity politics was bad a lot of Hillary supporters really they really like excommunicated Bernie the like never a Bernie you know it, it was <laughs> I, I'm till today the the vitriol between Bernie Those supporting camps. Democrats yeah it, it's I'm I'm neither so you know that's but it's interesting to watch on the outside they're just it's like get it together Democrats get it oh, together. I think I think Bernie would have won you know if he if he I don't think um, I don't like the way sure. Hillary you know I Oh, I I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't know. He he very yeah. well, he was a lot more likable than Hillary. It seems it, but it should have been his, between him and Rand Paul, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. have been yeah. nicer to see. Yeah, the thing is, Bernie would have been slashed as a socialist. Yes, he would have been called exactly a communist. The Bernie but, Busters they don't see that part. They don't see that part where the, I agree with Bernie. I love him to bits. I wish he was the leader, but. United States of America are going to say exactly what the conservatives here say. He's going to break the country's back because of these high taxes and these social programs. He's I don't know. I have not yet met a Canadian that that wasn't in favor of Bernie, conservative and otherwise. Of course, I live in a you know big city and I have my little bubble kind of thing. But yeah. just yeah. about all Canadians I've spoken to. Well, um, yeah, but, you should yeah, come to yeah. Red Deer. Probably yeah, they, love Trump, they love yeah. Trump here. They love Trump here. It is absolutely okay. disgusting. Wow. I but I was going to say, a, a, people saying at work that Trump was going to win, and he did. Well, um, they loved when, Harper, when, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, what, guys, what's, his, my, yeah. what's the name of the Dragon's Den guy, O'Leary? What the O'Leary? Hell? Oh, oh, yes, our own, just, oh, our own Donald Trump. Yeah. Our Donald yeah, yeah. Trump. Ugh. He can't speak French. He did not join the race until after the French debate. He delayed it. Yeah, he's but something he thinks, I, I just want to say one more thing about Hillary and, and how she handled the debates. And I know she took the higher road, but sometimes when Trump brought up an actual point, she would have this smug look on her face and laugh and just not address it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Well, right? you know, that's or you what could she lose. thought. She thought yeah. people would not be dumb enough to believe this stuff. She did not face reality. Yeah, but sometimes he actually did say something that was, you know, um, worthy of listening to. Yeah, right? sometimes. Yep, I agree. Yeah, sometimes he had some liberal points. Yeah, yeah. I, like I miss sure. those. Yeah. <laughs> well, economically, especially, yes. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was almost like the Democrat on the economic side during the debate. Yeah, well, except like for the, the trickle down economic. That's what you I'm thinking. Was it? He was all about he was all about trickle down. down. Like he was, you know, he was for no, pro- yeah, he was for protectionist measures. Very yeah. protectionist. protectionist, and that was the, that used to be a Democratic position. Yeah, keep the jobs in in America. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, fight for the rights of workers. Of course, that's going to appeal to you know people that have lost their jobs and and their jobs been outsourced and stuff like that, right? 
That was a legitimate point. Like, I know he does double speak, and I don't trust him for a goddamn... He used scapegoatism to make that point, though, and that's what made it repulsive to um, most people that aren't racist. So... The the manufacturing jobs in the United States have have not left the country. They disappeared. Hmm? The manufacturing Hmm? jobs in the United States didn't leave the country. Correct. They disappeared. But it was automation. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But people... Trump scapegoated a certain... You know, he, he scapegoated immigrants. He didn't actually speak to the truth that you just spoke, Randy. Therefore, there's absolutely nothing now. There's no way of solving the problem legitimately. Like, how do you how do you now educate people if you're not going to fund education? There's no solution. He needed to scapegoat, and now oh. there won't be a solution. So now what's going to happen? They have a wonderful education uh, cabinet person. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, no, none of his picks. I, I, I know. I'm, I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just kidding, just kidding. Not, not a single one. Like all of his picks, you know, I was They're willing to give Trump a chance to, to govern, but we're heading, we're heading towards Christian theocracy. And, yes. you know, if you thought, if you thought we had neoliberal economic policies to begin with, they're going worse because everyone there is linked to some, you know, Goldman Sachs, Exxon, you know, billionaire types. I, I don't see how you're going to drain the swamp. But no, not yeah. why. I mean, it's, it's, I was projecting. It's funny that the anti-elitist is an elite. You know. Yeah. Exactly. No, but no. We that. the American people bought that, right? I don't like, understand how they bought good. that. Because rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Because rhetoric. Language. He doesn't because right he'd say he'd say one thing and then he'd say the exact opposite, and people somehow, you know, cognitively made this conform to their existing beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, they chose what they were. Very powerful. Very powerful. The way he he talks is like the way every man talks, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. It's going to be, you know, it's so watered down, reductive, um, overconfident, um, you know, very pro-America. Like this is how I would say the average person kind of talks about America and, and, and sees America. And it's it's so simple-minded that it's so easy to get, and you're just hooked. Obama was too lofty. He, he spoke of intangible aspirations, and he was professorial. It doesn't translate well to the masses. The masses who are so anti-intellectual that, mm-hmm. that you know, they, they almost prefer. Like, that's what they said about George Bush. I can grab a beer with him. Um, yeah. And was it Democrats Rick Perry? Better listen to that. Was it Rick Perry that um, slagged Obama for saying something like, oh, I want to, all kids to have a chance to have, um, you know, post-secondary education. Correct. Like, what a snob. I'm like, oh right, my God. Right. Like, what kind of president on. wouldn't say that? You know, what the hell? It's ridiculous. And, and this is the one thing to me that really turns me off about the Republican Party because economically, I, I, I do buy into the more conservative policies, but but the the one thing I, I can never be in a Republican is it simply comes down to this. Like, they're so anti-intellectual, so anti-education that their policies promote this idea and that only increases their their numbers when people don't go to school they they don't become liberals so it's like a self-sustaining uh platform cycle mm-hmm. it's a yeah, cycle you keep them uneducated yes. they like you you denounce intellectualism they like you yep exactly uh-huh. and then it's a never-ending cycle because once you have what free education oh you know what the democrats are going to be in power for a long time mm-hmm. yeah and that's why i'm mad at bernie for not starting that third party that social democrat party whatever he wanted to call it they need it yeah as a viable alternative yeah yeah so you can start going you know more <laughs> that way to get more education to get more money into education that way you would once <laughs> like here in canada 
once the conservatives take over, they can only unravel it so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, but we, we got one last thing to talk about. I, I, I know Chris wanted this one on here. I, I think it's pretty good. It's uh, kind of related. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pride Toronto has oh. sort of made a, a, a deal with Black Lives Matter Toronto to not have the police march with them. Appear. Yeah. Uh, except yeah, they have a floater appearing in uniform. Yeah, on their own time. Yeah, own yeah, time. but they they can't show up in uniform and they can't show up. You know, they can't have their float. And um, the um, the pride organizers agreed, Again, which stuns it's, me. It's, you know, it's that you can't stand with us. You're the enemy. Yeah, how does that yeah. work for uh, race relations with police? I, I exactly that must be wonderful. Well, how do you build a bridge? Yeah, how do you build a bridge with people you're not willing to stand beside? Well, they're they're not in. No, but that's the problem. So so just by that alone, I can see your intentions is not to understand the other party. And I mean, isn't yep. the beginning of all misunderstandings, like, you know, clearing things up and, and getting through, you know, reconciliation, it's to actually first sit face to face and open up channels of communication. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's exactly participating in pride. It's a like here, it's it's um it's a um, an inclusive thing, and you know, there's gay police here, and they, you know, it's it's a citywide event, right? Yeah, Calgary. It's not just about off. gay people. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. for that. And I'll be very interested to see the turnout at the Toronto parade because I think it's going to be drastically lower than in previous years. Yeah, I suspect that uh, it does not serve Black Lives Matters purposes to actually build. Their, no, their power uh, comes from these. Uh, you know, it comes from fomenting differences, not not uh, assuaging things. You know. Yeah, it's it's very similar to what Canada does, like what the Council of um, you know American Islamic Relations does. Yes, oh, there's um, a discussion. Yeah. Right, but it's the same thing. It's not. There's no. You know, what incentive do they have to really build bridge? Yeah. To understand the other side, and the the more they can play the victim card, the better for this organization. Did they not invent the word Islamophobia? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty much. sure they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they definitely popularized it if they didn't invent it. Yeah. Um, and and popularized it in a way not to mean anti-Muslim bigotry, but to mean any criticism of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the trick is to not fall for it, not, not to give the word power. Yeah. So. I want to back the group. I think Black Lives Matter, but this uh, again can't. alienates. I can't back that one. It's That's the, for sure. It's the Trump effect. It, it's uh, this group came along. There were real problems that needed to be dealt with, and Black Lives Matter came along and was talking about it, and so people latched onto them without realizing the Marxist and very, what I think of as very racist goals of that organization. And people, most people don't know. They don't know that, and so when they hear me say that I'm against Black Lives Matter, they think, "Oh, what a racist!" Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's. You know, there's nuance here, right? There are good yeah. organizations which which are trying to work with police, deal with these problems. Black Lives Matter seeing one of them. Right. I still like to think that there's just an element and that the core of it is well, unfortunately, um, the well intentioned, is the you know? Yeah, I suppose. The element is yeah. the top, the very top. But, so I mean, outside of the leadership, I think there is an element that I do want to support because, of course, I, I do. do like, you know, yeah. Um, well, I can't support this one. That's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Like they're actually I can't support to... ripping people out of their cars just because oh, gosh, they're yeah. white and beating them up. Clearly, you know that's yeah. not racist though. Well, violent okay. discrimination. <laughs> that's not racist. Discrim- <laughs> discriminatory violence is that the word that? <laughs> they... oh, it's it's yeah. like that. Uh, you know, those four black people that kidnapped that uh, one white guy, uh, I believe, in Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chicago. And well, if you believe these the, these whole prejudice plus power thing, could this possibly at all have been a hate crime then? 
They no. were charged with a hate crime, but it was because they, they discriminated against on well, the basis of him being mentally handicapped. That's not clear. I think. Well, no, I think they were charged with a hate crime, but because he was mentally crime, handicapped. But I read that. Because he was both. mental health. Okay. I read that it was, it was but I'm not sure. The, the hate crime wasn't um, race, racism. Yes, it, was. it was about yeah. him. No, I thought it was about him being mentally handicapped. The way to, they the way also I read it, it was said both. racist okay. things during the attack. Yeah. Totally. But it's not clear. Fuck white people and this kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no question. It was all on camera. They can't mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Yeah, their yeah. their lives are over. They're they're going to be in prison in federal prison for a very very stupid right. thing to do. But they were not children, like the the uh, chief of police said. Uh, yeah. They were adults. Silly kids making a mistake. No, they yeah, were. That, that was apologetic. So that, that was, was ridiculous. Yeah. He wouldn't have said that if they were white. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, they did do a stupid thing. Yeah, well, that's what most criminals do. That's why they're mm. criminals. <laughs> they do stupid things. Unless it's white collar. White collar? Like stealing pens from the office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Post-it notes. <laughs> I think any technical crimes, you know, where you steal steal billions from, from corporations and yeah. they never report Oh, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. That's kind of smart. I guess the white collar crime I engaged in was a lot less sinister. Kind of makes me want to yeah. wish I had gone into computer well. science, you know? <laughs> You know, that, that whole conscience thing, that's a big bit of a problem. Yeah, and really, what are you going to steal from a lab? You're a scientist. What are you going to, you know? <laughs> a beaker. Uh, I have a book. Yeah. What, Ken, what are you, Ken Ham here? Uh, I'm banned from Ken Ham's Twitter page. Good for you. That's a badge of honor, and I raise my glass it to you, It took me Randy. forever. My gosh. <laughs> and I never said anything what nasty. What did finally take? When well, did you I, finally I do that cross? I don't know. I have no idea, actually. Oh, it was just a culmination of things. They finally had enough. Different. Look at this guy. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, every once in a while, on um, everyday feminism, I have. To. Oh my god! I have to say something. I, I just but you, you actually said they had some interesting things to say about because um, oh, yeah. I was I said the same thing. What the hell are you doing, Randy? Why are you tormenting yeah, yourself? Stop, and then you thought clock is right twice a day. You know. Yeah, yeah. So in there. Okay, what what would they write about? <laughs> I'm curious. What well, was actually, this one you... this one was. Um, about how to console somebody that has gone through a miscarriage. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's useful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, but I got to admit, on their Twitter feed, yeah, that was like one out of 20. <laughs> right, right. A lot of it is manufactured, uh, you know, controversy. Oh, yeah. Man- yeah. Well, it's literally like, manufactured word. I get mad right? about, like, people getting mad about um, benevolent sexism. <laughs> like, you know, when a guy opens a door for you, that's he's being sexist. That kind of shit. Like, it, it drives me nuts. The one that really pisses me off these days is this fucking manspreading bullshit. <laughs> oh, or mansplaining. God. Mansplaining. I hate that. No, manspreading is funnier. Just the word That's is funnier, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. As if women yeah. don't have purses. You know, these great big things. <laughs> well, just say excuse me. Put it beside well, them. Like, like the proportionate response of such a trivial issue when, you know, let's face it, we're on the international stage here. We're on the global stage and, and people from other places in the world who live in closed societies, see the kinds of issues that are, you know, I don't know, I don't even know the word um, inflaming or encompassing um, North American feminists. Um, what what must they think, right? Again, you know, returning back to that um, thing you read off late, um, earlier, Randy, um, from the woman who was forced to wear the hijab. Yeah. Like, what, what must that woman think when she sees us talking about mansplaining? <laughs> Envy that we can bit about things <laughs> yeah. that are absolutely... Or disgust, disgust. Well, at the same time, but I'm sure envy is there as well. Probably. 
because that's what yeah, she wants. You must she have wants an awful lot of... She wants the she, to be able to afford to bitch about such minor or, or even non-existent things. Yeah, one must have an awful lot of time on their hands and uh, privilege to come up with that kind of thing. Manufacture versus uh, man's man spreading. I, I sort of liken it to the hygiene hypothesis. You know, like when when a, when an environment becomes too clean, the reason you have allergies is because your immune system had yes. nothing to do in it. It got triggered by you know non non-harmful agents like pollen it just reacts like that um it's the same thing when 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 you're not confronted with the harsher realities of of you know injustices that that are going on around the world and you're living in your comfortable little bubble then every you know you sort of your your the immune system sort of gets gets overworked into reacting over nothing like like man spreading on a train or you know um a certain just the the be certain behavior, certain ticks of of men that that are frankly harmless, but but are escalated um, into such a such a issue. And then you know they write think pieces, like very very deep think pieces, too long to even justify you know the ink spilt on like um, benevolent sexism or or some sort of appropriation or something, because there's there's nothing else to worry about, or at least in their minds. That they have to overreact and and just manufacture a controversy, mm-hmm. and it's very specific to Western feminism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not global feminism. No, this is not global feminism. This is Western centric feminism. Yeah, like they're know, not looking beyond their own. Calling uh, out, like you know, the stuff that is considered rape culture is is insidious. Like it's like rape culture now encompasses a whole host of of stuff, like catcalling now is like oh you it's part of rape culture like as if that that proves that this exists you know yeah, locker crazy. room banter um trump doesn't help there um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or like you know even like the the certain things like um people with like whistling or or like you know just just sort of a guy complimenting a girl that's considered now invading my space like rape culture it's i don't know why we've escalated it to such a it used to be good manners and, and polite, you know, and men are now afraid to interact with women. Like I, I would sometimes get these messages like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And then I looked at the previous message and it was like, Oh, you know, you're, you're, you're really pretty and, and really, you know, think you're really smart and bold. like, it was all compliments. And then somehow they got like cold feet and they felt bad about it. And then they started apologizing for saying something nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? Don't ever apologize for that. But we've created this culture where like guys are just so afraid now to even tell you what they think. It's exactly like what you just said, Christine, about you being afraid to tell this woman what you really thought. Mm-hmm. And that was a compliment. It, no, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. Like they don't want to be, you know, like, oh my God, I just I talked to her. I must be like some sick rapist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We've escalated the, the rhetoric that it's gone to that level. Like, yeah. like that uh, person that you were talking about who didn't want to be complimented on his uh, being articulate, et cetera. That's on him yeah. when he's adding in his own head for a colored person, you know, like, yeah, oh, and he's a, a colored, he's doing that himself. That's his. That's He's a freaking him. author. He's a freaking yeah, author. Like there's some it. authors that are more articulate than others and more well spoken than others. Like I think the comparison was with him being an author and not him being anything else than that. Right? Like from my mind, I mean, I'm not gonna. I learned a lesson there, and I'll take the lesson. I fortunately, I, you know, I've called tons of people articulate and well spoken in my lifetime, and I, 
I none of those people have been black, so it's never been you know an issue kind of thing. But I'll never I'll never say that to uh, oh, an African American, right? right? Now I know. Right. Now I now I you know, and I get the lesson. I took the lesson that kind of thing. But um, um yeah yeah, I, I've said it very freely to um, I don't know lots of people. Wow, I think that's a very articulate argument, and you're well spoken, and I appreciate what you said. It just it's a non-issue for me, but now. Now I now I see a boundary and I'm not going to cross it, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I was. It never occurred to me that that would be insulting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Having said that, my mom certainly got it. <laughs> you know. I mean, something in her experience must have absolutely. Her, yeah. Well, yeah. and and the fact that she's of a different generation than me, right? Yeah. Where maybe yeah. she was, and and also had spent some time in the U.S. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Well, should we wrap? My daughter this up? was a. Oh, sorry. Yep. No, it's okay. I was just blathering on and repeating uh, myself. Just, <laughs> I, I just read. It. Actually, before we go, I just uh, was looking at a headline here uh, from EF. Oh, well, just just remember now, people. There's such thing as alternative facts. Yeah. <laughs> Those are called falsehoods. But anyway. Yeah. It's no. it's, a, it's like alternative medicine, basically. Yeah, alternatives <laughs> to medicine. There's alternatives to and, facts. And that's acceptable now too. Falsehoods is an alternative or what a euphemism for lies. <laughs> Here, here's that headline. Why yeah, apologies are powerful now. tools for combating rape culture. What? Say it again. What that? Why apologies are powerful tools for combating rape culture. Uh, non apologies? No. Why apologies are powerful too. In what context is that? I have yeah. no idea. I'm I don't know confused. if I. Yeah, I'm not. No, this. I'm not. You know. You know. Stuff. Someone can just make a whole podcast out of like let's let's go through <laughs> everyday <laughs> feminism articles and just like discuss the nonsense that it is. Yeah, like, get some that, f- that, actual that... fact. Yeah. <sighs> the thing is about yeah. rape culture. We don't have something that I would call a rape culture. I mean, uh, what I would expect from a rape culture would be things like rape is legal. Uh, it's yeah. Not reviled as a. Oh, uh, you, you can be you can be charged with uh, adultery yeah, when you're yeah, raped. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Out of Mar- That's out of wedlock. Uh, yeah. you, you need know, four witnesses, or else it didn't happen. You're, you're <laughs> actually victim-blamed. I mean, it right. really was your fault. Uh, what were you wearing as a you know, and not in a police like? Could we have the clothes that you were wearing when the incident happened? Kind of way. Yeah. Uh, you know. None of this. None. Of this. I, I, I would I would say that there's rape subcultures like I think you know sports teams on you know campuses and so you know yeah and, and subcultures can contribute to a you know broader but um, well like what happened with that uh, was it University of Ottawa that the hockey team they they were oh, I, don't, I can't remember there was a oh, that was one incident there was another incident where- there was there was a soccer soccer team at Harvard. Um, for for openly uh, rating the looks of females, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. and they were disbarred from the whole season. They were suspended. Yeah. Well, that's a sexist culture. That's a sexist culture. But right? you know, that correct? It's not rape culture, no. and 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 it, it was an objectifying culture. And I I do feel for these boys because um, none of that was meant to be. It, it was private. Like somebody leaked a private text, like a private chat. They weren't openly rating. This was something that they were doing in the team amongst the team like you know in like some sort of like a private snapchat group or something and it leaked out so yeah and 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 a lot of women you know the who subscribe to everyday feminism would say that being objectified is part of rape culture when honestly it goes both ways a lot of women objectify men too yeah no kidding Um, you bet we do yeah (laughs) yeah So then, it, does that count? Because if, if if it counts one way, it should count as rape culture the other way too. Um, you know, and and how much of this is just reflecting biological re- realities? And then you bring that up, and then 
get accused of being a rape apologist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, that's the thing. You don't adhere to dogma. I mean, the moment you no. step away from the dogma, boom, they're on you. And uh, even if you're being like behavior. skeptical for good reason, because like, you know, the, there's this statistic, right? One in five. Oh, it's, yeah, it's one in five or even one in four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that's uh, has been debunked several times. Um, yeah. There's a lot of methodological but, flaws in that study. Correct. And if you if you even bring this up, you will get called a rape apologist. So yeah, or, or this is why same, I really. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no. Uh, I'm just saying I really appreciate. That's why I really appreciate Christina Summers and what she does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's another. Uh, you know, things like um, the rates. We don't really know the hard answer to this, but the incidence of false accusations of rape. And, Correct. Uh, people flock to this two to eight percent. Well, nobody can find the two percent, but eight percent. If you go to the original paper, you'll find that the definite the criteria for a false report of rape is ridiculously narrow. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we say false reporting of rape, we don't necessarily mean lying. You know, there's lots of other possibilities. Right. You know, you might not have remembered what happened that night. And, and actually, it was totally consensual. It, your, your friends might convince convinced you yep. what you did was not conv- consensual. That's a big one. And that has happened many times. Yep. Yes. Uh, it's not that cut and dried. So the whole just believe her thing from a comforting standpoint. Is fine, but from a legal standpoint, uh, no. No, definitely not. Yeah. Not. Yeah. And in, in there's cases, no due process. Yes, in cases exactly. where girls have blatantly lied to hurt somebody, why aren't they in jail? That's yeah. a good question. Okay. It almost never, I've never heard of it actually happen, even though there's been numerous cases where the person was found to have perjured herself. Yeah, there should be consequences. Correct. They, she just destroyed an entire life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it follows you for the rest of your life also. Yeah. Nobody's, yeah, it's it's awful. Anyway, I, I think we should leave it here. I'm sure Twy and Christine will. <laughs> Don't yeah, work. It's late. <laughs> Thank I you just, so much. Yeah. I just oh, dropped yeah, off. It is, it is. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. happened, Christine. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, ah, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you, Melissa, for joining us. Oh, thank you for uh, inviting me on to talk. These are not easy topics sometimes either. People are going to probably send us a bit of hate mail, so. <laughs> I hope so. Well, uh, the page has been getting a bit of hate lately, hey, Randy? <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't care. Uh, that's not. <laughs> well, somebody needs to speak out for um, freedom of speech <laughs> and yeah. civil behavior. Yeah, yeah. And and they're all actually all the incidents we talked about today were actually kind of related. They're similar, like underpinnings, you know roots that underpin this these issues yeah there is so yeah keep fighting the good fight mm-hmm. likewise all right guys yeah, we'll have you on again when, when amos gets you know, one way or the other mm-hmm. yeah, yeah all the best you can even this. talk to him actually yes probably. Yeah, that'd be great yeah yeah okay uh, thank right. you very much guys Thanks. good thank night you. everybody thank you good night. good night you've been listening to the legion of reason coming to you from calgary canada if you enjoyed listening to this podcast please consider reviewing us on itunes Music was provided by Dean Morrison and Graham Hill and used with permission.